Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? So yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics, 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Welcome back to another edition of your favorite Southern podcast, the Causeway Street Podcast. Jam-packed episode for you guys because uh, the Celtics got smoked. <laughs> that's how we're going to lead off. That's, that's, a, that's an understatement. That's why you got Marcus Morris going to miss extended time. Not good. And we have a guest. So obviously, whenever we have a guest, it's going to probably be a two-hour show. But stay tuned because there's plenty <laughs> to listen to. Between Josue Pavone, which is me, Joel Pavone right next to me, and uh, Sean Dutra across from me. Not with, Dean. With a stylish sweatshirt see, on. See there this right here? This should not Somebody's say ready Dean. for the holidays. <laughs> this should not say Dean right here. Right? <laughs> and Dean. yeah, check out the sweater, man. Ready for Christmas all festive? Dean Dutra is looking festive. Celtic, but Celtic style. Celtic style. Baby. Yeah, Celtic style. But uh, you know, the, what the Celtics did in Chicago was something that I obviously not Celtic style. didn't Pitiful. see coming. I mean, with Pitiful. or without Kyrie Irving. Don't think you're supposed to get spanked by the Bulls the way they did. And uh, Nwamba, killing us. Throughout this <laughs> tough stretch, I mean, we... Porters. Oh, what the fuck that guy is. Nicola. We're talking about the toughest stretch of the regular season. 12 games in 18 days. Now it's down to 10 games in 15 days. Fellas, does this loss against the Bulls make you concerned about moving forward, about this tough stretch, about the fact that they'll be playing without Marcus Morris? Or do you think that's just sort of them just dropping the ball Sean, you talked about last episode, that crazy commute from Dallas to Detroit to Chicago no, San Antonio. in the span of three games. San Antonio is where it started. The other Texas city. I was thinking Texas. You got yeah. this, bro. You'll be there. Texas, You'll get there someday. Texas, Michigan, all the way to Chicago. <laughs> I actually, actually. Illinois. The next day when I realized, I said it, I actually Googled like distance between San Antonio and Did you, did you and check da- the Detroit. miles? Yeah. Did uh, you check how many miles they were doing? Uh, it was a lot of miles. It was thousands of miles. So is that why they lost? Okay, so I I think <laughs> maybe that's one reason. I think there's a lot, I think a lot can, more to it. We can blame a lot on the schedule, and I just I the second half of the season has to be cake for the Celtics because well, I feel like we've played the most te- most games this, in the league month, right now. This month is going to be brutal. Yeah, it's it, oh it is so far. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess you can't blame the schedule. What you need to look at is the fact that the Celtics aren't playing the way they were on that 16 game win streak. They're not having the ball bounce the same way. They're playing a different style. They're being way too dependent on, I mean, even though they were dependent on Kyrie Irving, they still were playing better team basketball. I think ever since the Miami game, the, the when the streak broke, I think they've started to change the type of basketball that they're playing. They're being way too reliant upon, you know, someone to save them. Everyone's looking for everyone else to save them in that team. 
Well, I think Chicago did a good job defensively and forcing the Celtics to, to take shots. You know, I think sure. they did their homework when it came to Jason uh, Tatum, Jalen Brown. They know what they can do. They know about their athleticism. They limited them to being strictly shooters. And I think Fred Hoiberg said, you know what? If they're going to beat us from behind the arc or from outside shots, then so be it. Right. Bobby Porter's obviously went off. But, but I mean, Nico yeah. Miritich got going, gone, of course. Yeah. And I just they feel like they never retaliated too. from that. They yeah. never found that offensive rhythm, and they were always a step behind on both ends of the floor. Well, I think the Celtics are lost offensively without Kyrie Irving. That's what we lo- that's what we realized. That's not a good thing. No, it's not a good thing at all. It's well, not a good thing at all. It goes back to what we've said, you know, for the last couple of episodes. The Celtics need a second go-to guy when Kyrie's off. We've been saying that. He's having an off night, or he's just not playing at all. So is it time? What do you say, Joel? What are we doing? What are we doing? We got to go out and get that guy. I think it's time for the Celtics to consider, you know, adding another another piece. They not necessarily have to use that that uh, eight point four exception, the disabled player exception. Why not? Because they still have the the extra roster spot open. Yeah, I'm saying. I mean, you go out and get someone, so you don't you don't have to necessarily use that eight point four. But if you're able to get somebody for, you know, for less, I don't know. I don't know who's out there right now. Lou, who do you think? Well, Lou Williams. All right, let's, let's Lou Louis. Let's uh let, let's rewind for a second. All right. Well, first of all, I, I just have to mention the fact that, of course, we do have a guest. His name is Art Rondo. He's actually going to talk to us about uh, Gordon Hayward. He wrote an article Speaking about the recovery process. Says in long term, it's going to do more harm than good. And we'll get into what he meant by that when eh. he uh, when he joins us. But yeah, you know what? I mean, obviously, the fact that they have that exception obviously is something that everyone's thinking about. Uh, the fact Marcus Morris is going to miss probably two to four weeks. If I had to put a if I had to pinpoint a, a, a timetable for him, I think that's oh, what we're dealing with here. The rest so, of the year. So The rest of December. So, Joe, I hear you with that. I, I think the Celtics obviously could use some help. But at the same time, don't you think that this is Brad Stevens sort of reaching to his bench here at this moment, getting everyone involved, making sure that everyone feels important when it comes to, hey, one man goes down, it's time for you guys to step up. And in particular, my guy, who I think could, could definitely step up, and I was really surprised that he didn't get a lot of playing time in Chicago. Who, Nader? Is Daniel Tice. No, oh. not Nader. <laughs> Nader got way too much playing time. No, no, he got I garbage know. time. I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind him playing he garbage played time. In the first, no, he played in the first yeah, half. But for the, for, the, for the most part, though, it was garbage time. I don't mind that. Daniel Tice, I felt like, could have been a factor on the defensive end when it came to, to guarding the perimeter, Bobby Portis. Uh, those type of players that can stretch stretch you out all the way out to the to the, the Meritage. Arc. I think he's fit for those type of guys. Meritage. I mean, he's obviously has shown that he has the quickness to stay to stay with those guys. He has the footwork to yeah. stay with them. I mean, they're not necessarily going to like blow past you. However, I think right now is the perfect time for him to grab some of those minutes from Marcus Morris, contribute off the bench. We know what he. You, we know he's a solid rebounder. I mean, he's going to give you that night in and night out. I was just really surprised by the fact that Brad Stevens didn't play him for at least 10, 11 minutes throughout that stretch. Well, I, I think people forget, like you just said, Daniel Tice was the, whether it's the German League or whatever, he was the defensive player of the year, the best defensive player last year in the German League. So that's huge. So I think to your point, he should be able to defend these guys that maybe are bigger, like a Miritich, mm-hmm. like a, a stretch four and be able he's to a tough guy. He's a tough guy, man. He's a tough German. Them. Yeah, so I, I think Tice should definitely get more minutes. But I think the bigger point here is... Coming back to Joel's point about the Celtics need to go out and add somebody. And, and to your point where Brad Stevens needs to see what's in his bench, those are all related. Right now, I think it's a really it's a it's a very big time for the Celtics to say, what do we have here? 
You know, what is this? Okay, we know when Kyrie's on, when Al's on, when Tatum and Brown are on. Like how deep we're really one of, are the Celtics? We're one of the most unstoppable teams in the NBA. Mm. But what do we have in Rozier? What is Rozier really going to show? What is uh, Semi Ojale? Is he a contributor on this team? Or is he just a guy that's going to play some, some garbage time minutes? You know is, what I mean? Is Marcus Smart going to find some consistency? Uh, it, yeah. I mean, all these questions. You're looking at that bench. This should be answered within the next out, week or so, right? Yeah, you're going to figure out the bench. Which then will go to Joel's point and say, all right, let's fucking try out. Another body. Let's let's go and and try to you know go take somebody off off a, a garbage team who, right. who can contribute minutes. You know a veteran that's going to be able to come in. But what this about- is Brad Stevens' plan right now. He's just he's playing it. I, not to say that Brad Stevens rules the universe and that loss was a scheduled loss, but you know Brad Stevens was very happy after that loss. Yeah, he's not. You know he was very happy. He's not losing any sleep over it. He's like told you guys you weren't as good. That's what he's saying. <laughs> what about the two the yeah, two way the two way contract guys? Allen and uh, that's what I mean. Uh, they, they don't matter. They nah. don't matter. I don't. I don't think have a good in. time in Maine, Portland. Yeah, nice. you know what I mean. Like I. Don't, I don't think they matter. No, I mean, no, no they, if you haven't already, try the uh, them, clam chowder. I'm saying no. They called them in. Brad Stevens called them in for a reason. You know what I mean? No, like, I think it's because they have two way contracts. He called them in. You know what I mean? There's a reason why they haven't filled that roster spot and and you know really no, they called him. He called them in because I heard him say it. They're gonna be. There's gonna be games where where people are injured. You gotta need all the bodies you can get in the in this sure. stretch. Yeah, you need warm bodies to be on the bench. I don't know. I don't really care about K- uh, Kadeem Allen and Javari Bird as those two. Yes. yes, those are the guys. Is Nader on a two way contract or is <laughs> no, he just? No, he's not. He's on a regular no. contract. That's ridiculous. What do you cut mean? his ass soon? G League MVP. Mm, doubt it. Uh, you know who I was disappointed in though doubt in it. that it in that loss. The you fact. know, we're we're all saying you know this was a Marcus Smart game <laughs> or this was. Uh, <laughs> This was no, uh, fake news, bro. Uh, Nader was never an MVP of anything. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> drop the beat. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Shane Larkin disappointed in that game as well. If he's going to be that veteran, he's the only oh, veteran we oh, have on that bench. Oh, the right? guy who hasn't played in three, four games. I'm just saying, if he's, if he's, if that's why he's on the team to be, you know, that guy off the bench, then maybe you have to relook at the roster. So. Uh, the the top part of the roster in my eyes is set. It's good. It's golden. When Marcus Morris is back, which I think will be a little bit of a hit on the Celtics team over the next uh, fifteen games, fifteen days. As you said, as they play ten games, fifteen games, which is uh, ten games, fifteen days, which is ridiculous. Mm. Um, Marcus Morris is huge because he picks you up offensively in certain parts of the game where it seems like things may be going wrong. But I think the bigger picture is what do you have on this bench? Is this bench uh, someone, is there anyone that you can consistently rely on to take over games on this bench? The answer right now is no. No. He was that guy. Which which He was. I, I talked about before. I loved the starting five with Aaron Baines in it, him coming off the bench, and I feel like him his presence alone. Morris, talking about Morris. Morris, right. right. Marcus Morris. I feel like Marcus Morris's presence alone off the bench carries that momentum that the starters start off. Sure. And then you have guys like Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier coming into their own. Heck, I mean, even Ojale would make defensive stops. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, but it, they all fed off like they fed off his presence. Yeah, like if, no? if if Kyrie's not playing or Al Horford's not playing, which you know, obviously Al's not playing tonight. Um, where where is the offense coming from? You know, who's going to step up? Because he's been Stevenson's most consistent guy off the know, bench when he, when he comes off the bench, of course. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see over the next 15 days. Is this going to be something that we'll be talking about all season, though? Uh, are we going to be Depends. concerned if Marcus Moore is going to play night oh. in and night out down the stretch of the season? You know what I mean? Like, Because if that's the case, 
I mean, how much did the Celtics really get for training Avery Bradley? Well, right? I mean, if you get an injury pro Marcus Morris for two years, I don't know. I, I don't think Marcus Morris. And is- I'm glad you brought that up. Because you brought that up because that, that's my that was my favorite part of the deal. Right. That this wouldn't be a one year rental. Right. It's two years. You had that second year. Right. So I think you're you're seeing a lot stemming from off season out of shape. They say it's about a nagging injury, mm-hmm. right? It's just something that he can play with, but it's not going away. So right now we have the best right. record in the East. Let's rest him now instead of waiting until he does tear something or he does well, pull something. I right? think the well, biggest concern is what he had to say about it, though. Yeah, He's saying that he said, feels something different yeah. now. The he wants to get it reevaluated, that, yeah. and we'll see with the Celtics training staff how they respond to it. But, Joel, what do you, what's your take on Marcus Morris's? Do you think the Celtics have to just go out and get a guy right now? Is that what you mean by that? Or what no, you said earlier? Something or you, that they need to, like, look into. Do you think they'll, they'll, they'll eventually do that, though? Yeah, I mean, let's see how this next stretch goes. But, you know, we should have a better idea of, like Sean said, what the Celtics have off the bench when it comes to their, their depth. We don't know how long Kyrie Irving might be. He might be in and out mm-hmm. in this stretch. This, his, this quad may not be... Hopefully, it's not a lingering injury, but if it is, then you got to start moving some pieces around. Who's going to be your starter and your starting point guard? Who's going to, you know, like you said, you brought up Shane Larkin. Like, Shane Larkin's going to play big minutes now. Terry Rozier's got to play, you know, step up. Marcus Smart, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It goes down the line. So, well, is, is, I, say by the, I say by the end of December, the Celtics should have a better idea of is this a team that we're going to have moving forward or do we need to add a piece or two? Yeah, I 100% agree. Right now is when you're going to figure out your bench and you're going to figure out what you have, which I think is a good thing this early got, in the season. You got you got Houston at the end of the at the end of yeah. this this, you, this little stretch. I and think, don't look now, Cleveland is on the other yeah, end of that New Year. I, I, exactly. I think I think you're looking at that December 28th game against Houston as like we need to figure out all our shit by that game because at that point that's the a measuring games, stick of like where the team's at. It's a huge. Like, I mean, even if you go by Christmas Day, right? You mm-hmm. go to Christmas Day, big game against the Wizards, right? Right. First time they're gonna be playing against the Wizards. That's big, what I mean. Big, big game. Well, yeah. I mean, still, still, <laughs> oh, <come on>. still, <laughs> huge game, huge game. It's a big it's just, game. No, it's it's, it's just a lost a to the big Nets. Game. Like, okay, yeah, it's a huge it's game. A, hey, no, don't under, sleep on those Nets. Under five hundred team. Yeah, it's a huge game. Okay. Hey, hey. Oh, 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 but the Pistons is a huge game, right? Oh, that team that's lost like fourteen straight now. Hey, that team that beat the Celtics at that time, they were. Three games behind the Celtics. You know at what? At that time. You know what? And the Celtics, now they've, now the, they've the fallen Celt- off. The Celtics uh, brought them back to reality in that last win. At one time. I think before that because they were, they were on a five-game skid before uh, that. Yeah. yeah that. But also, too, um, concern about Marcus Morris. Didn't want to be a six-man. <laughs> Sean's just not thinking about it. He's like, oh, nah, I'm a little worried about it. Didn't want to be a six-man. Had no. some things to say about being a six-man. No, but I- All of a sudden, now that he's a six-man. His D's not not ready to play. Oh, you call him foul? He can't play because he's now he's the sixth man. And I love Marcus Morris. You know me. You say you say Marcus crying wolf. I think he's Martellus Bennett of the Celtics right now. He's he's turning into a guy that's like, yeah, I'm ready to play unless it's not a perfect situation. I'm sixth man. Eh. You know, I was ready to play as a starter. No, you know what? But I, now I this is nagging. I you don't know? think it's that. You know what I think it is? I think it's the fact that he doesn't finish games. Uh, Stevens tends to go with Marcus Smart. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's never going to finish games over Marcus Smart. Well, that's a problem in his eyes. Well, I, I think mean, it's going to take some adjusting to I it, think, but I also think that it is his health. I, don't I think, think he's all the way there. I think he needs to know that, you know, if if that if this is more of a moral defeat in his eyes and he's, you know, butthurt about the, the demotion, not a demotion, but the move to the bench. 
it's not a move to the bench. He's going to start some games. Right. In the, what, 16 games that he's played, he right. started, what, 11 of them? But that, that's, that's what... That, yeah, but whether he starts or, or, or doesn't start, I, he's just not going to finish games. My point. I think that uh, might bother he's only played. Okay. He's only has... He missed the right, first so then, 10, 10 days of the season. Okay, like, he's so, missed man, a lot of games. I, I so would he agree can't, more with them being upset about not finishing games but he, about but, starting games. But he can't be mad at anything right now because well, he hasn't played enough to be in this lineup. How about he just has a legit injury that he doesn't want to, like, sit and just recover from? He wants to keep playing on it could be but yeah. i i i think that uh Celtics really use marcus morris right now coming off the bench and maybe he doesn't like that all right well when does uh the other marcus start getting some of the spotlight in terms of uh, getting some of the blame here because that train is you don't never blame late. you don't blame marcus smart that train's never late man you don't blame marcus smart for anything no nah. if this bench nah. can't produce and he's not being one of the top Scores off the bench. You don't. You're not going to blame Marcus Smart. Not only nope. that, not for only the that. bench. Nope. Forget for forget the bench that. slacking. Forget nope. for, forget the bench for a second. How about against the Bulls when, lo- when when he's in a in a starting role, which he's always wanted, right? Whether he's wants to admit to it or not, he's in the starting role. Starts off great in the first quarter. What the hell happened? The whole team played like shit, so you can't put that on Marcus. I'm not putting it on solely on him, but I'm saying you can't. You he disappeared. If, if the Celtics Cel- no, 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 no. go 500, let's say hypothetically, you don't think some of the blame will go on Marcus Smart? Listen, you. If the Celtics are relying this on next ten game stretch, if the Celtics are relying on Marcus Smart to be an off to lead the offense or lead the second unit offense, then they have miscast and is on them, not on Marcus Smart. How is that? How is that miscast? If Kyrie. We just said if Kyrie hypothetically the is in and out of the face in, that was in and out of in and out of the lineup, <laughs> if he's in and out of the lineup, who's going to start? Marcus Smart, right? Yeah, I, I'm getting, I get that, but you, you, you don't rely your offense. We're not talking about on relying, Mark, We're not talking about scoring. That's exactly what I just said. No, we're not talking about scoring. No, that's literally what I just listen, said. Listen, we're not talking about scoring. No, but I, we're I was about though leading the team. Yes, that doesn't necessarily mean scoring. Yes, but that's that's what I mean. Like Marcus Smart does enough to lead the team. He plays. The best defense on that second unit. He makes winning plays. He's he's a hustle. Everything he, he has every quality you want from a player. The only thing he's not doing is scoring. So if you're gonna say, sit here and say we have no scorer coming off the bench, who's gonna lead the offense coming off the bench? And you suddenly look to Marcus Smart to say this is the guy that's gonna lead our our second unit scoring. You're wrong. You're miscasting him. He does everything else well. Stop trying to make him a scorer because he's not. It's not making him a scorer. It's what the hell are we talking about here? It's the next guy up. If he doesn't step up. Then what are we talking about? If he, if you're relying, I'm saying, if you're relying on Marcus Smart, no one's relying. To We're just step saying, up like, and score. He, you've miscast him in his role. He's if, not a scorer. All right. So that's uh, that's gonna that's that's gonna be when he can lead when the, he doesn't get resigned. He's gonna be like, oh, well, I'm not a scorer, so I don't know what the Celtics wanted out of me. I'm gonna he go can make lead my man the, somewhere else. He can lead the second unit. He can run the run the offense in the second unit. But you have to put scores around Marcus Smart. If you uh, the the thing that pisses me off the most is when you have that lineup of like Smart, Rozier, Baines, uh, so the, Tatum, the, uh, ta- a defensive lineup, a defensive lineup. Yeah, and it's just wait a second. That's in spurts. It's not who's like, gonna score here. And but then then you know. Well, Marcus Smart just go. Who you can't? He's not. A, he's not a good enough scorer that he's going to be able to just turn it on and off like that. I don't believe that. All right, it's opening segment of the Causeway Street Podcast brought to you by MyBookie. And believe it or not, the holiday season is here. And while that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, it also means there's a lot of football, basketball, hockey games to bet on, big baby. Ways. 
every single day to score some money like my degenerate co-host over hey, here. Sean for, Hucha, loves forget to do. about the family. Man Go check the spreads. Up and play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line side or total. My bookie is your hookup for your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out yourself. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now. Hit Go to mybookie.ag and they will match your deposit up to 50% bonus. That's with a 50% bonus when you use the promo code Causeway. That's right. Use the promo code Causeway to activate this offer. Head to mybookie.ag today. MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Check it out. If uh, if I had any faith in my... Uh, well, no. If I, I have a golden rule, don't bet against the Patriots ever. But that was the game to bet against the Patriots. In Miami in December, 11 points spread. Should have done it. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to say that now. Monday morning quarterback. I know. All right, let's get to our guest of the episode. Uh, he's a shooting coach and mental performance expert named Art Rondo, who recently wrote an article on Gordon Hayward and how there's a part of his recovery process that Art says is uh, in the long term was going to do him more harm than good. I'll let Art explain. Art, welcome to the program. Thanks very much. I uh, appreciate your having me on. My, my concern, there was the picture that Danny Ainge put out of Gordon sitting in a chair shooting in a basket. And... You know, there's a lot of, uh, I think that was very encouraging to a lot of people to see him actually doing stuff. And, and certainly it's great that he's feeling good enough to uh, be out on the court. Uh, concern I have really is that um, shooting from a chair is very, very different than shooting a jump shot. And Gordon's got a jump shot that the Celtics are willing to pay him, was it 29 a year? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, year. and it goes up. And so, yeah, so so he, he's he's practiced that over and over and over again. When you're sitting in a chair, you you know, obviously you're not getting any legs on your shot at all. You're um, you're shooting lower than the rim. So to get any kind of arc, you've got to really push the ball a lot harder with your upper body as opposed to having the force come from your lower body and and the touch from your upper body. So that's that's Makes where sense. my concern is. Yeah, that makes sense. So we all we all did see that picture, and you know, I guess it's more of a a little bit of a it's all going to be okay in uh, in picture format. But so what what is he? What is the purpose of him doing that? Do you think? Like what what? Um, why did one of the Celtics coaches say, "Hey, shoot from this chair, practice your jump shot, uh, keep your"? Uh, I don't I don't know. What's what's the purpose behind that? You think? Right. Well, to be honest, you know, not knowing who it is that came up with that, I don't know if, if Gordon said, hey, I want to do this, or, you know, if one of the trainers said this. And, and certainly, you know, you think about, uh, for example, working on hand-eye coordination. Okay, that's great. He can do that while he's rehabbing his lower body. Um, so, you know, if, if they had him, let's say that they lowered the basket from 10 feet to, say, 7 feet or something like that, you know, so that he's really releasing the ball the same distance below the rim that he normally would. So, okay, you know, that's not bad. He's, you know, he's not going to be doing a whole lot of extra um, force with his, his arm. He can just you know, take his little five-footers and keep working on his touch. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know how he came to be doing this, but I think, you know, if you, if you think past sitting in the chair and feeling good about making a few baskets, say what's this going to do in the long term um that's you know that's what i was looking at hmm. and uh my concern is that when he gets his his leg uh, you know rehabbed and and now he's getting his body back in game shape and and all that 
that he's going to, instead of having muscle memory that he kind of has to, you know, get the rust off of, uh, instead he's going to have, you know, the shot that he worked on for those years, plus he's going to have muscles that aren't sure if they're supposed to be, you know, should I be doing what I did, you know, for the, the prior 10 years or what I did for the last month or, you know, exactly what. And I think it's going to keep him from being useful on the court longer than, um, you know, than we want him to be, certainly. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I sort of get it. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I tend to, I don't know. I, I don't see it being that big of a problem in my eyes. Obviously, I'm not a shooting coach or anything like that. But I just, I've always seen basketball players be able to take anything that is sort of like basketball and just instantly be good at it, whether it be beer pong, pop a shot, whatever it is. Like you're going up against somebody that's obviously this is a it's a game or whatever, and they it's it's a touch, right? They have that touch that it doesn't matter. So is it? Do you think it's it's a? I don't know. Do you think it's really going to be something that he forgets ten years or you know how old is he? Thirty years and forgets all those yeah. mechanics and and goes from there. Well, let's put it like this. I don't, I don't think it's going to be so bad that you know he's going to take a basketball and you know shoot is going to go six rows behind him or anything like that. You know, um, but I, although that'd be interesting to see, I'm sure. What, what like Space Jam? He's going to be the uh, the, the magic a lot of, the magic get a water. Lot of hits if you post that video, yeah, you know? loses so, their powers. Um, but um, but I do think that um, there's, there's two different aspects. There's the muscle memory piece and and all that. The other thing is that when we use our bodies a little differently than we're used to after doing something a certain way for years and years and years, um, we can start getting other types of injuries. Um, you look at Tiger Woods when he changed clubs and mm. started having back injuries. And, you know, it's, what was the difference in the club? You know, maybe a 16th or 32nd of an ounce, mm. you know, maybe, uh, a, you know, a quarter inch in length or something like that. But, you know, he had certain muscles that were used to certain forces, and he had problems. Rory McIlroy changed clubs, and I actually sent an email to a friend of mine. Said, "You watch, within two months, he's got back problems." And literally, like two days later, it was announced he was pulling out of a tournament with with a sore back. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so but, you know, he's he's got stuff that he's used to doing. I mean, from from a hand eye coordination thing, like you said, they, these guys can pick up and do a whole bunch of stuff. What I would be doing. I'd be shooting darts, you know, throwing darts, mm. uh, maybe shooting pool because he can do that sitting down, you know, mm. stuff that isn't his basketball, you know, but okay. that keeps his muscles sharp and his hand-eye coordination sharp and all that stuff. That, that would be my recommendation. So, What about the, the flip side? Now that um, he's able to take off the walking boot for a certain amount of time during the day, what if he just shoots standing and not jumping? Would that still affect his shot? Well, it Right now, I'm guessing if the if the walking boot comes off, there's only so much pressure he can put on that foot, and I'm guessing he can't jump off that foot. So he'd be he'd probably be getting all his power from from one leg and leaning a little bit. Now, um, so again, that's not the way he'll be. You know, he'll be shooting for real when he's when he's healed. Um, certainly, I think when he's when he's got the walking boot off. He's got to be very careful. He doesn't do anything that, you know, like if he, let's say he he did take a, a jump shot and he's got the, the injured leg um, up a little bit, you know, maybe a half inch or an inch so it doesn't land on the ground. And he comes down on, on his one good foot and loses his balance and shoots his leg out to, so he doesn't fall. 
Now, if he puts a little too much pressure on there, now all of a sudden, maybe we're looking at another couple of weeks of rehab. You know, so I think he's got to be very careful in coming back too soon, you know, using the leg too soon. And then certainly, you know, the, what we started out with was, which is really just not doing, um, not shooting a 10 foot basket from a seated position in a, in a chair. Well, I think the whole thing started with um, Brad Stevens having that conversation with Frank Vogel because Frank, Frank Vogel went through this same type of, you know, obviously not only just the injury, but he, he went through the same type of exercise with Paul George and um, not 100% sure if he did as much as Gordon Hayward's doing it or if it's well, the how much around. is even Gordon Hayward doing it? Do we even know? Well, I mean, he's been seen more than once doing yeah. it and, and it's a part of the uh, the sort of the recovery process that's something that brad stevens has talked about from the beginning and it's it could affect him long term but it's interesting to to, to hear this take because I, I never it really crossed my mind that i could actually yeah. have a long long-term effects on him i figured it was more like he was working out like you know working out his upper body more than more than working on his shot right i, also, I believe i believe that's the case yeah. yeah i also think too it's like he it's october november december he's reg, he's shooting basketballs that's what he does right like, he wants to yep. stay in some type of routine of getting onto the court. Even if he can't stand, he has to roll around. I mean, it's probably just – it's more of a comfort level, too. So, I, I don't know. I don't really have too much of a problem with it. But, all right, Art, I got, I, got a, I got a major question for you. Maybe you can, maybe you can help us fix something. Okay. Um, Marcus Smart. What the hell are we going to do with Marcus Smart? How, how, how are you going <laughs> to fix this shot? Yeah, can you talk to him? Can you have a couple sessions with him? Yeah. And see if he can get that shot more consistent? Okay, well, I'll tell you, the major issue for – uh, and what's what's he shooting from the line right now? Anyway, yeah, it's bad. Know? I mean, okay. uh, last time he checked, was it twenty eight? Like I, I can uh, fact check that ooh, right now. Twenty eight percent from the okay. floor. I mean, yeah, he he he's been on he's been on a hot streak. He's been on a hot streak. Actually, no, no, I think he's lately he just hit over thirty. Yeah, let me let me double but check that's that right now. That's a, that's a great <laughs> question. That's from the yeah, he's shooting. Wow. About, yeah, from the field. Yeah, yeah, he's shooting about the same from three point range and inside the three point line. But regardless, even if this isn't his number over his career, he goes on these streaks where it could be a week. Two weeks, three weeks, where he is just colder than you ice, ice polar bears, toenails, whatever you want to say, big boy. <laughs> That's, I mean, he is cold, ice cold. It's just bad. But so, oh, he's up to thirty-two now. He's up to thirty-two percent, but twenty-nine uh, percent from behind the arc. Yeah, so it's so, bad. So it's about thirty percent overall. Wow. So what what do you think so, in, in your professional opinion? Yeah, because I always thought it was okay. it's because he's a little flat footed. But lately, well, I shouldn't say lately, but at the at the start of the regular season, we saw more of a lift. I mean, he did lose weight. Lost about 15 pounds to start to get more of a lift off the off his shot, but then a month and a half later, it, it, he looked the same the same shooter. That he's we've back. Seen. He's back to normal. He's back to the uh, the same Marcus Smart we've seen throughout his, his entire career. Sure, sure. Well, here's the thing: assuming that he hasn't got some kind of physical issue when he's you know not uh, shooting well, you know he's not eating poorly, he's not staying up all night playing video games. You know he's getting enough sleep. He's, you know but his body's in good shape for both. The, when he's hot and when he's missing, then it's usually uh, something going on. Something, it can be something as simple as uh, a belief, believe it or not, a belief that he's he's not going to keep up the good shooting can change so that he'll start missing. Um, it can be something like, uh, uh, basically, you can identify what's going on in a player's brain when he's in his zone. And most players know external ways of getting to their zone, but they don't know how to do it themselves, you know, like just before the game type of thing. And so 
it can be uh, really as easy as as one session. That's usually for me. It's kind of funny when I break somebody's slump. Uh, that tends to be pretty quick. That's usually you know we're, we do a session tonight. He's playing tomorrow and and lights it up. Um, you get other situations where. You know, you'll see a team, maybe they don't play well in the third quarter of games. They don't play well in the second, you know, back to back. So they don't play well on the road versus at home. Um, those are things where, uh, uh, it takes a little bit more work. But again, if everybody's healthy, then it's really more of a mental thing that's where, uh, basically when you believe that you're going to make the shot and, and all the different things that your head needs to be doing to be in kind of a, whether it's your, you know, your total zone or just in a good place to be shooting, um, you know, your muscles are fluid. Uh, you've got strength in your muscles, but not so much strength that you're going to shoot, you know, over the backboard or, or chip the board when you hit it or anything like that. And, uh, when players aren't doing that, then, you know, the, the results are different. And they're, if they're not confident, uh, you know, we, we tend to be a, a society that looks at the physical. So, so I'll talk about something mental for a second here. Is, is that your emotion and your beliefs actually change your blood chemistry. And your blood chemistry, you know, dictates how much power your muscles have, how tight they are versus Getting how deep. supple mm. they are. Right. All those mm. good things. Interesting. All right. Well, well, I'll play this. I'll play the entire clip for Marcus Smart right next time I see him. See what he says. <laughs> see what he says. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can keep him with me for that long, but we'll, uh, we'll see. No, I, I can see all that. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the time. It's a lot of, it's a lot of small things, right? I yeah, guess. exactly. It's it's the little things that, see, I don't, that make, I don't make get a big it with difference. Marcus, though. Because Marcus, Marcus is probably the most confident dude you ever met. No, but I think sometimes well, because he might be he, in his own head. Right. And, yeah, but and, and I think the biggest, simple as that. I think the biggest reason why he's so confident is because he has these nights where he'll go, what, six for seven from behind the arc, you know, drop 30 points. And then the next night he goes one for 11. You know, we've seen it. The so, psychology but, is shooting, huh? Well, yep. And there's, there's something that I call the uh, Israeli Air Force Syndrome. It's actually written up on it. Hmm. Um, the Israeli, the Israeli Air tell. Force did a study back in the late 60s. And they found out that when their pilots were in the simulators and and had a new high score, because a simulator is like a video game, right? right. So they got a new high score. Yep. Almost invariably, the next time they got in the simulator, they would be below their prior average. So they'd actually take a massive hit. And the psychologists kind of uh, think that what this is is that the brain takes this new high, this, you know, new high score, new high number of points, you know, new high percentage, whatever it is. And thinks, oh, this is my new regular, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're, they've shown they're capable of doing it, but they haven't yet, you know, gotten to the point where they can do it every night. So the next night they go and they take their first shot, thinking it's going to be nothing but net. It misses. Now they start to get, they start to think too much. And you know, as we know, thinking is not a good thing to go along with your shooting. And so uh, next, you know, like you said, one for eleven after a, you know, after a huge night mm. uh, the night before. All right. All right, well, good stuff. Yeah, we appreciate you stopping by, uh, Coach Art Rondo. Not to be confused with uh, Ray John, of course. He spells it a bit differently. <laughs> R-O-N-D-E-A-U, at Art Rondo on Twitter. You can follow him on Twitter. Follow this same type of insight and, and, and ask him any kind of questions you want about uh, certain shooters, different players throughout the NBA. I mean, uh, he's, he's got, got the background for it. Hey, Art, we appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. Thanks very much, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Take man. Have a, have a good one. Thanks, Art. Yeah. Hey, no, no, that was good. Oh, you know, yeah, was good. no, that last part about about, about the last smart. part was crazy. Yeah, the last part about smart was, Israeli that, bombers that makes that makes sense. It does because he, like like Sway said, he could go off for like 
25 points on one night. Right. So six from eight from like behind the arc. It's not a question of he can't do it. Yeah. Exactly. And right. then he's like, the next night, I got to do that same thing again. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Which, and he misses his first five shots. He's like, no, I got to keep going until yeah. but, but I, I get going. Yeah. You know what, you yeah, know what's yeah, great? Like, no. about that, Joel? Remember Dallas? Yes. He just wouldn't stop shooting. It's right. like, Marcus, that, those knock aren't the type knock. of shots. Let the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, knock it off. Knock it Let off. the offense come to you. Not tonight, bro. And don't <laughs> try to force it. But that's something that we used to complain about last year. Yeah, but this year started. He wasn't forcing it. He just weren't. He just wasn't making it. There were good shots. I still got to say, though, they weren't going down. Marcus Smart, I think, is his own case study because there is still he'll go 0 for 6 in one night, and then there'll be a gigantic shot that he takes as his seventh shot, and he'll nail it, and it'll tie the game or put him ahead or something like that. He's a crunch time player. I don't know. Marcus Smart. When it matters most, that's that's when he usually knocks down a big one. unique individual, makes no sense. Somehow was a very valuable player on his team, but it just... I just love every moment of it. Keep you in the game and take you out of a game at all the, the same time. Same <laughs> yeah. time in the yeah. same play. The same, yeah. The same play. He can do that same. Uh, all right, uh, Sean. Let's uh, let's get to your segment here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sean Dutra's. When you look ahead. So I know we talked a lot about the debacle against the Bulls. Celtics continue their. Road that was a tripping typical, ways. That was a typical Marcus Smart game, by the way. Like it should have been the first, the first quarter, maybe. Yeah, that was it. That's, about it. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. all you got. Same thing you can say. The same thing about Tatum. Jeez, where the heck was Tatum? Yeah, it goes to show you where the uh, the focus is on on opposing defenses when all when the, Kyrie Irving is in out there. All yeah, the Causeway so, Street listeners are like, "It's your fault, guys. You guys kept talking about trading him all week. Yeah, Why is it so fucking bright, dude? This is gonna be a tough stretch. This though. is the brightest fucking. F- I can't even read it. So fucking bright. Jesus, literally give me a fucking migraine. Bro. You're the one that has an iPhone. Why don't you fix it? So. Sellers continue their road tripping ways. They go out to... No, they don't. Actually, they're back home <laughs> on tonight. I can't read. I'm telling you, I'm blinded now. Dude, I can't dude, even use fucking it, see. Use your own fucking phone, bro. It's literally the same exact phone. You, you, I was about it's to grab same, my phone. I'm you, trying to help Sean out. You handed him, me the goddamn phone. We get into the segment. I see he's clearly not prepared. I give him my phone so he I, can get the schedule going. I am prepared. And you complain about the brightness? Okay. I, I only complain Never about... Never have I ever heard someone complain about I only complain about the brightness, about the brightness when it's fucking blinding me, bro. I just basically like looked into the gates of heaven. It's the same phone you have. Uh, nuggets travel to Boston. Boston Celtics back at home. Um, I got a question for you guys. Are you guys you guys buying into this Jokic hype? Because I don't. A bit, yeah. I, mean, I think I, he's the most overrated player in the NBA. The most overrated? No, there's yes. a lot of there's the a most lot of overrated player. There's in the probably NBA. A lot of players overrated. Yeah, it's probably overrated. three other Name players him. I can think Name of. Him. Draymond Green, number one. Draymond Green is not overrated. Mm. So overrated. You put Draymond on a team so by himself, as he's, and he's the best player on it. How good is that team going to be? Uh, uh, Draymond's up there. Yeah. No. Wrong. Next one. Um. Convince me otherwise. Jeez. Oh, Michael Red. We're doing this right now. Well, I mean, Michael you Red. brought up. Well, what we talked about Lamarcus Aldridge last episode is he overrated in your opinion? I would much rather have Lamarcus Aldridge over Jokic. All right. Ugh, I can't think of anyone. So right much now. for that. Who else is overrated? I think Jokic has some talent. I think he is not is not a franchise player though. How about Kristaps? No, Porzingis. No, I, I was would thinking, take Porzingis. I was thinking that, but I was like, day, no, he's, he's legit. Any day of the week, I'm over. Not saying like Kristaps can put up forty points every any given night. Jokic cannot. Yeah, but that's not that's not what he's... Jokic is a is a Porzingis wannabe. No, but no, but that's not what he's known for. <laughs> he's, Jokic, a, he's a wannabe. Jokic is well, he's more well rounded than right. than Kristaps. Jokic is is the most overrated player in the NBA. Nah. Convince me otherwise. Mm. Bradley right. Beal. Mm. Oh, I like mm. that. 
It's a little overrated. It's a little overrated. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but not he's not rated as high as Jokic. Though. The problem I have with Jokic is everybody puts him on like this. Oh, Jokic. Like it's well, like the, the Denver, what about the, Andre Drummond? For the Denver Nuggets. A little bit. Uh, nah, no, no, I take Drummond. Yeah, he likes Drummond. No, for um for the Denver Nuggets. Sometimes he just doesn't show up. He yeah, he fits. He fits on that squad. It's not like Is he a franchise know, player? No, he's not. Is he a franchise player? No, I'm not saying he is. Sorry. Um not yet. No, not, not yet. So let's stop. But the seeds have been planted. Let's stop. Let's There's stop. Potential uh, there. Let's stop anointing him, folks. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Watch him drop thirty-five tonight. Nah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so uh, then, then, uh, so as we're looking ahead here, Celtics uh, and take another Western Conference team in in Boston. The Jazz come to town. Well, I know who's overrated. Lonzo Ball. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's well known. <laughs> yeah, but one guy he's not, so overrated. One guy who's not overrated is Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. And he's back. He's so back. We'll see how he does. We know Ducha show him last, again. I know. Gobert. Last week. <laughs> um, like Gobert. Whoa, wait a minute. Gobert. Another back to back? What the hell is this? Back to back weeks? Back to hey, back. Hey, I told you from the top. I told you the top of the hell show. Is this? 12 and 18. in 18 days. Bro. 12 and 18, so and now playing, it's down to 10 and 15. Jesus. You're playing it like once every night, and there's a couple back to backs in there. So, so Celtics, Celtics 10, 10 and 15. So, Kyrie, we don't have time, or the Celtics don't have time for you to have you know quad issues. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> don't have time to have quad issues. It's 10 uh, and 15. Home and away, back to back. What the hell, Adam Silver? I'm going to have to talk to you. So they then travel down to <laughs> Memphis on Friday night. Uh, uh, another email. Talk, Saturday night. To the NBA deputy. Yeah. I think he does the scheduling. And then, okay, you know who is definitely not overrated when we're looking ahead to the Monday night showdown between the upstart Indiana Pacers' MVP candidate, Victor Oladipo. I love it how both of you guys were shitting all over Oladipo <laughs> a season ago. Yeah, and now this guy. Whoa, no, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, we were shitting on him, but you know why, though, right? Because he's know because why. He, didn't, he didn't help out Russell Westbrook in an ideal situation. But he was a 19-point scorer. Could, all he's doing is scoring five yeah, more Joel, points this season. Okay, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should have said year. ideal. Maybe it wasn't an ideal situation. But he talk about an opportunity wasted, man. I mean, you literally could have been the 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 sidekick. To the MVP of the NBA, but look help at, this guy, help him. I get and you, but put in, but look put at up they're both the same seventeen. But look at the Thunder right now. Couldn't put, put up seventeen. Look at the tonight. Thunder right now. Two bona fide All Stars next to the MVP, and they're under five hundred. Well, I was thinking about this today. I was like, they're playing better than Oladipo. You know what? I, you know what I was thinking about? You know what I was thinking about? <laughs> Even Melo's playing better than Oladipo was last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Both you know. of them. But but here here's here's my thing. Right? About the same. But okay. You know how? You know how? Last year. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The whole the whole NBA, right, says you need to have three superstars to win championships. Just what you need. It's what you need. What if that's not what you need? That's actually that sounds like Zach. <laughs> Zach is always talking about you, know, you, need, you need superstars. No, but the whole NBA is like that, right? You need but three. Kind of if you don't have three, if you don't have three, doesn't matter. Doesn't but, matter. But is Russell Westbrook a different type of player that you don't need three superstars? It actually hurts you. To take the ball out of Russell Westbrook's hands, but just, but that, that's a, that's you just need it, a, you need a you're second really, guy. You're not really taking the ball too much out of his hand because he's still putting up, if not the same numbers, triple double wise. No, he's not having a good year this year. Russell Westbrook scoring is down. It. Yeah, his yeah, score. That's the only to, thing that's down. Yeah, everyone's scoring is going to go down when you have assists. when you have two other two other. That's uh, the thing though. When you have success having, like. I, I think that they would have been fine just bringing in Paul George. If they brought in Paul George, they would have been fine. Carmelo wow. Anthony 
isn't or either or Carmelo Anthony or Paul George? If I just you think they're trying to figure it out. Fine. I just think a lot of teams that put are put so, together no. like that it takes them a while to figure it out. So I tell so you right so now, buckets come, and fucking Cantor would have been made a difference right now come, for, the, for the for the Thunder. I Cantor probably. I'm telling you right now, come March, April, you're gonna see a different team and they're gonna be fine. I'm just Trust saying. Me. I'm just saying. Maybe no, it's time to about, rethink this. If you have a transcendent player that doesn't need help, like Russell Westbrook does not need help, why are you forcing help on him? Like, why are you forcing? What do you mean he doesn't need? Help? What do you mean he doesn't need help? Why are you forcing two ball-dependent superstars into a formula that got had that had Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double last year? Well, which why still are you, is. Well, Sean, what was Wait. the what was the alternative for Oklahoma? I mean, really? No, you were fine they with Paul George. Something. Paul George would have been fine. Help. You didn't need to go out and get Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I think I think they should have seen that between Paul George and 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 Car- and Russell Westbrook, you would have had a nice. Core to start building I, around. I still like the problem. Wait, 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 wait. What was what was the knock last year? In a seven game series, I still like this team against Golden State. What was the knock last year? What was the knock last year on the on the Thunder? They didn't have a second person to score, right? Even when you bring in, was averaging 17, 18 points. Still, he barely he absent. Okay, so this time around, this year, you have two other players that are averaging nineteen and twenty. So you have two other depots. Hold on. Well, how did the Heat? You only need one. How did the Heat look when when Chris Bosh and LeBron James went over there? They didn't look great the first 20-something games. No, the problem it with, took them a while. Listen, the problem with Oklahoma City is that there's too much ISO between either Russell, Paul George, or Melo. But at the same time... <sighs> That's what I'm saying. Okay, but listen, though. At the same time, I agree with Sway. You put them in the playoffs, hopefully they'll get there. Even the way they're going, it doesn't look yeah, like they're going to get there. They will get there. All right. Right now, You'll in the playoffs, in the seven-game series, they can go up against anyone. I truly believe that. By playing the exact same way they're playing right now. And listen, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying no, that they're. I, 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 I have them favored to top the Golden State Warriors. You can't have three every, ISO players on the same freaking team. I you can't have can. three ball-dominant ISO players on the same team. I think you can because Carmelo has proven that he doesn't have to dribble as much as he used to. Or he can, he can form. How has he proven that? He had when he was playing in a, what's it Don't called? Don't say Team USA. <laughs> Yeah. Don't you dare team USA. say Team USA. Say team USA. Don't. Team USA. That is different. He's not getting paid to play okay, at Team right. USA. Okay, okay. Not how, many team time, USA. how many times has, has Russell Westbrook grab a rebound and it goes from, from one end to the other and scores? Like, is that is that all like Oklahoma City basketball is about? Yeah, if if he's winning games, yeah. But they're not. That's the point. That's Were they winning games last year? Well, they, they won enough games to be the sixth seed. So right now, they're worse than a 60 okay. right now. Melo can be Thank that you. corner shooter who, you can, needed who one. can knock down shots. Maybe not necessarily three-point, right, but he's not. knock down shots. This seems to be he more can, well-rounded, and they're not. See, he can develop. Okay. He's not he can change his game. He's he not can conform. Be. Yes, he can. How long, he's, got, he, he's been in the league since 2000 and what, three? That's fucking 15 years. He's not changed his game. What about what about when he uh, went as far as he's ever been in his entire career? I would have much what about rather the far as he went when, with the with the Nuggets. Well, we with, talked about with, this. Uh, but Bill listen, Ups. you could have if you didn't want Cantor, fine. You could have traded Cantor and got some pieces, got some shooters, just to surround Russell Westbrook with pieces. You don't need three superstars, especially three hard-headed superstars. Which Paul George is in a contract here; he's not giving up the ball. Carmelo Anthony has never given up the ball in his life, and it's Russell Westbrook's team. He's not going to give up oh, the ball. It's up. It's up to fucking. Uh, Billy Donovan? No, no, no. What we used to call him all the time. I know. I didn't thought. <laughs> Bobby, Davidson. Uh, Bobby Davidson. Bobby Davidson. Yeah, it's up to that dude to figure it out. And what did we say in our in our Western Conference preview? Right, we said Russell knows what he needs to do. Paul George doesn't knows what he needs to do. I told you. Does Melo know trash. what he needs? to I do? I told you this team was going to be trash. Still too early. Anyways, all right. We weren't even talking we'll about. We're not even playing. We're the talking. <laughs> no, we're not only playing the Thunder. We were talking about Oladipo. Oh, they're and, not. Uh, oh, the Pacers. Yeah, that was that's what we were talking about. 
So Monday night we got the Pacers in so Indiana. The, so the MVP MVP candidate Oladipo. Okay. The MVP candidate Oladipo. Uh, Oladipo is just as much as an MVP candidate as Lamarcus uh, Aldridge. I'm uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Hell yeah, better than Marcus Aldridge. He said just as. I was gonna say as Isaiah Thomas was at this point last year, but that's fair. Yeah, Celtics had some 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 tough stretches. To begin the year, they didn't really go on that streak until after Christmas. Actually, it was around this time last year when they, they had that big uh, loss against the the Thunder. Yeah, last year. Yeah. So I'm all I'm saying. All I'm saying, he's putting up great numbers, and he's leading a team that has literally nobody else on that team. So I don't know. I I'm sort of starting to like Oladipo. I don't know why. All right, let's see how they do. Should I even ask? Which, by the way, I did say two and one last week, but. One and two. Yeah, one and two. That's the worst look ahead we've ever had. I told you they were going to win that San Antonio game. They should have won that San Antonio game. Manu Ginobili had two stupid-ass buzzer beaters that won the game for him. Talk about halfway through, man. Kyrie Irving. Jeez. Mm. Doesn't get closer than that. Yeah. Even his face was just like, "Mm, that should have went in. All right. I'm going to still go. um, How many games did I say? I'm going to give him a 3-0. All right. Well, they can sure use a 3-0. Uh, they definitely need to get back on a winning streak. They lost the best record in the NBA. All right, good job, Sean. Oh, thanks, man. Next time, fix your fucking brightness. I got a fucking migraine now. <laughs> and that's Sean Dutra's... When you look ahead. All right, uh, that version of uh, looking ahead is brought to you by DraftKings. Ty- oh, Sean, how's your, how's your DraftKings going? Uh, DraftKings is going okay. Okay. I mean, wow. sort of hitting a cold streak now, but yeah, I can tell from tone of your voice. Yeah, this is the this is the best time to play DraftKings. This, so they say. That's right. Head over to DraftKings if you haven't already. Answer the promo code CLNS and uh, get your fair share at ten thousand dollars. I will say, don't want to miss out on that. I will Head say, over to DraftKings.com. Use a promo code CLNS. If you're still, if you if you lost the fantasy football playoffs, now is the time to get on DraftKings because DraftKings you can just pick your players every week. Jimmy G. Is some cheap money for some big stats. Yeah, he delivered for you, huh? Delivered last week. So uh, get out there and play your week 15 DraftKings fantasy football. All right, head over to DraftKings. Use the promo code CLNS, and you can get yourself a free entry. And, of course, your share at $10,000. Woo! I get the feeling that this is going to be a really good in case you missed it. I get a feeling just like you're feeling. So, Joel, don't disappoint. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Pressure. In case you missed it. Pressure. Not to be confused with Vanilla Ice. That's a completely different beat. Yeah, come on. Come on. I, I'm i with you, Vanilla Ice. The beat's different. The beat is not different. It's different. Are you serious? No one. You're seriously? What, that, that, you're you're going to go with that? He sampled it's it. It's the same goddamn beat. it's a beat. different beat. No no one, it's the same beat. Just say you beat. say you ripped the beat up. No mm-hmm. one, no one's gonna confuse David Bowie for fucking Vanilla Ice. Okay? The beat? No one's gonna. Comp- I know. I'm just saying that no one's. When you said under pressure and I said under pressure, no one's gonna be like, "Oh, they're talking about Vanilla Ice." Play, play one of. I wish. Play one of the other right now and have Sway pick the one. I get it. It it resembles it, but it's different. No, it's the same fucking. Pick. I'm with you, Vanilla. I'm not. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, on that note, uh, in case you missed it, Vanilla Ice dropping a new <laughs> album. No. <laughs> he wants to try off an NBA team. No, I'm just kidding. Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer collaboration. <laughs> a collaboration album called The Career Ain't Done. Here's a uh, an update from a, last week's, in case you missed it. On oh, the, uh, update. I love on those. The, on the Ball Brothers, who got pulled from uh, from their respective schools a week ago. They got kicked out. 
Yeah, yeah, they got kicked out. Sure. I, I like well, how they, actually maybe Le- Le- I mean, no, no, no. The, yeah, Le- yeah. Leangelo, Leangelo got kicked out. Leangelo got kicked out, and, and Lamelo was just not in school. He, yeah, he just, he just stopped going to school. Yeah. And he's like, no, he's going to be homeschooled now. Which is ridiculous. Well, Lamelo and Leangelo Ball Good have word, agreed that to a one-year contract with the Lithuanian League. Hmm. The I'm Lithuanian not, League? I'm not even going to even try to. The ex- Lithuanian League. Yes, they're going to play in the Lithuanian League. The Lithuanian League. Correct. Division One. Division one. Division what one. the hell? It better be Division I'm not one. Gonna attempt, I'm not even going to attempt to say the name of the team that they're going to play for. Why not go to Spain? Why not go, go to, to I don't know Germany? That's what I'm saying. The Lithuanian league. Lithuanian baby. Lithuanian. That's like ridiculous. Who even? What was they're the last NBA player that came from the Lithuanian league? They're on. They're on board with the with the with the ball of brand brothers. Come right, on, say so the team. Right I want to know the team. Oh God. Come on. What's his name? No, I'm not going to do it. Come on. Just fucking say it, dude. I can't. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Let me let me read. Go ahead. Take a shot. It's uh, Vitatas Perennial. Vitatas? No, wait, hope. <laughs> Vitatas Prenite. Vitatas or Titis? Vitatas Prenite. Vitatas Prenite. Vitatas Prenite? You going to go to your Vitatas Prenite jersey? What did you just call me? Vitatas Prenite. Bless you. Check out the Vitatas on that one, huh? Hey. There you go. Those double Bs. Triple Bs, Those Vitatas. Those Vitatas. Well, so let me guess. They're going to go off. They're going to be stars there. And then they're going to take their towns back to the U.S. Yo, like, the, oh, the Lithuanian craze is for real, guys. Like, the, they're, uh, they're, they're ready. They're ready for the Baller Brothers. The buzz surrounding them is going to uh, catapult an NBA career. Now, I will say this. That's what that's the Baller brand mentality. If. if that's the Bars mentality. LeVar Ball just. <laughs> it, it, so this, this could be the most genius move of all time. Could. I mean, if. It worked for, no. It worked for Steph Marbury. No. Not like that. <laughs> If the VAR ball is like, okay, Leangelo, you fucking suck. And LaMelo, you're fucking. But they don't know that. Wait, well, see, hold, the on, thing. hold on, hold on. Let me go through my. They're going to drop like 57 points. Yeah. All right, all right so, go ahead. Hold on. Bring them to Lithuania. No one's going to follow them in Lithuania. Hold on. Didn't LaMelo do that, though? Oh, no. It was like Leangelo. He dropped like 70-something points. Yeah, that was in a high school game. Okay. No one's going to follow that. But, uh, but, no, but that's all Lithuania sees. This is going to be great for Lonzo Ball. Get them out of the United States. Get LeVar Ball out of the United States. Go to Lithuania. Where would you exile there's no, people there's, to? There's no extra, Lithu-frickin-wania. There's no extradition there, I hear. Good. For, for shoplifting. Good. I'm just saying, this could be a genius move by LeVar, or this could be the worst move by Bar- LeVar of all time. So, I mean. I think it's a win-win situation. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be the numbers, the production. Obviously, they're going to be looked at. You know, from an NBA standpoint, they're going to be looked at as, you know, oh, yeah, you did that in Lithuania. Let's see what you can do here. But it doesn't hurt them. Like I well, like, I like you said, well, if it was Spain, if it was or, another league, or Greece, it was an actual you don't Italy. league. He's not going to put up those type of numbers. Neither no, one he of wouldn't. But, I'm, but I mean. It's a win-win for them. No, I mean, it's. I think it's a. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world to say, hey, let's take the kids out of fucking school and bring them to fucking Lithuania. Lithuania to play yeah. basketball and fucking run around with goats in the middle of the field. Well, they, better, oh, I see they, better, they better find someone that yeah, speaks English because it's going to be a but long I'm, ass season. I'm just saying, like, it's it, the only reason why it makes sense is if Lavar's like, yeah, let's just get away for a while. You know what I mean? Let's let Lonzo do his thing. We're we're hurting Lonzo. Maybe Lonzo went to him and said, "Dad, shut the fuck up. You get out the <laughs> fuck. Go to Lithuania. You know what? I wish you were. Wish you weren't here. I wish you were in Lithuania." And he's like, "Done. Come on, Leangelo, Lamelo." <laughs> well, I mean, they're not leaving anytime soon because. Lavar, Lamelo, and Leangelo were all seen at Madison Square Garden when the Lakers lost again. You mean they're missing Lithuanian the uh, training camp? Yeah, that's what it looks like. All right, let's do this then. Which one of them gets in trouble over there? 
and do they get in trouble? Leangelo. I think LaMelo is going to be like a, 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 you know, one of those child stars that go, go gone wrong. Oh, that's right. You said that last week. Yeah, I think. Uh, did I? Yeah, you said that he's going to be, uh, I believe you said smoking crack by 21. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, I think it was heroin. Was it heroin? No, I don't heroin. think I, I would think say it was crack. heroin. It was crack. crack. Yeah, I wouldn't say heroin. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I don't go that far. <laughs> it goes heroin. That, that's because whole... I, that's, I draw the line somewhere and, and, and crack is it. That's a much darker road. Yeah, I don't yeah go, come I don't, on. He goes, I don't go beyond crack. <laughs> All right, what else we missed? Oh, well, speaking of Laker players, Matt Barnes. Has called it a career, folks. Oh, man. The 37-year-old posted his retirement on Instagram this week. I think Ainge should give him a ring, though. What y'all think about that? <laughs> Wait, what? What? Why? I don't know. I feel like he got something left to offer a, a team like the Celtics. Oh, I thought you meant, like, give him a championship Me ring. Me too. No, no, no. Yeah, I said, I give, I said give him about? a ring, like, to call him up. Like, did I miss something? Some type of I'm trade sorry. that he was I'm throwing? Sorry. I should have said he should have shot him a text, should have shot him out on Twitter. That's what I should have said. My bad. Well, yeah, Joel, you were talking about that earlier, about how um, Celtics should reach out to somebody to, to use that exception. I mean, no, it's not, not, they, don't, they don't have to use the exception on him. They can no, sign him without no, using no. the exception. Oh, yeah, without using it. Yeah, well, they can sign well, Matt Barnes. Well, you, you were talking you, about please, in, thank you, you were talking about in general, yeah. bringing uh, in another veteran. Another yeah. veteran. Um, eh, I'm not crazy about it. But yeah. Matt Barnes doesn't have a lot in the tank. Bro. But the question is, though, most entertaining Matt Barnes story throughout his career, or, or most entertaining story slash whatever he did. You're well, he had, if you don't pick the Derek Fisher. No, but he had man. one. Derek Fisher shit is the best thing of all time. <laughs> he, had, he had one hell yeah, of a. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to say off the court. Something on the court. No, yeah, I, no, no he had one that. hell of a 2016 because besides, you know, wanting to kill Derek Fisher. No, remember that Derek Fisher story? Where it just updates just kept coming. Yeah, it just kept coming. But no, then it was just great. Remember when they when him and uh they jumped? Or was it Cousins? Was it them two that jumped some a couple in New oh, York? At, at the bar? At the bar in New yeah, York. Yeah, because DeMarcus Cousins' brother... Got in some trouble. Over yeah, that. yeah, uh, that was great. Uh, Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes, <laughs> Matt Barnes. What about the time he tried to fake out Kobe in the inbound? Yeah, and Kobe didn't even flinch. He puts the ball right in his face. Kobe's just like, so what? I my my least favorite Matt Barnes was Magic Bat Matt Barnes. Oh, oh nine. That was my least favorite Matt Barnes. Wait, no, was he on our nineteen? No, no, I was that. I think it was on a two thousand ten team. Two thousand ten team. That was my least favorite Matt Barnes. Fucking hated that dude. I wouldn't mind that I'm on the Celtics around that time though. Nah, you know what? Fuck Matt Barnes. Why the fuck are we giving a fucking? Oh, hey, what's your oh, favorite boy. Matt Barnes story? Matt Barnes is a fucking role player, man. Get the fuck out of here. I don't have a favorite. You know what? You're the only, first the only off, reason first why. Off, yeah. Hold on. That's, first the, off. that's the whole thing, Sean. That's first off. Word. First off. Hey, what? Why are you looking at me? He's the one that brought up his Listen, favorite just, Matt Barnes story. I'm just talking. And number two. All right. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just passing along information. Put your gun away. All right, put it down. All right, bro. Sorry. Put it down. Put it I down. Mean, I didn't mean to get come like on, that. Come on, come on. It's tough. Been a tough day? Put the safety back on. All right. <laughs> hey, did you know the uh, national animal in Lithuania is the white stork? What, what, else kind, of, what kind of noise does the white stork make? Probably a bird noise. Come on, that's your cue. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Perfect. Who knows? <laughs> awesome. Uh, in case you missed it, Celtics say that Al Horford will sit out against the Nuggets tonight for rest. Don't think there's anything serious or whatever. Nope, I don't like that. While Kyrie Irving and his left quad are listed as probable. All right, this is my thing now. This is my theory. All right, well, hold on, hold on. Before you get into your theory. All right, okay, give me your theory. <laughs> no, what do you got? No, I don't, I don't like this at all. I think Brad Stevens is, well, first of all, he's already said that a lot of this monitoring people's minutes has a lot to do with the stretch. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. 12 games, 18 days. He wanted to rest them up, make sure they're good to go for this stretch. You recall However, the, the, the G League guys, the two-way I contract think guys. At the beginning of this stretch, 
He's not only trying to rest his guys because he's thinking about the rest of the regular season, but he's also resting these guys so he can give these other players off the bench an opportunity. That's the thing about Brad Stevens this year. I think he thinks this is by far the deepest team he's ever had to deal with since he became an NBA coach. That's and in some true. capacity, he's probably right. Yeah, but definitely. I think he doesn't want those guys at the end of the bench to start to become disinterested Discom- or, or complacent like, all right, right. this is where we're going to be. Exactly. This is us. This is our role. Sort of agree, but I think it's different. I think he realizes that his team... And also, he's picking teams to do this against, right? right, right. The Denver Nuggets. Right. The Chicago Bulls. They don't work out too well in Chicago. But no. <laughs> the no. Denver Nuggets. But I think he really... No. Is, is an opportunity for these guys to step in and feel important. I think he realizes that the team is too reliant upon... Kyrie Irving and Al Horford. Well, just to start as a general, I think. I, I think yeah. I think he realizes like, whoa, whoa, guys, don't think we're all this great because if Kyrie has a bad night, exactly, we're off. Don't we, think Kyrie's yeah. gonna bail us out every right. single night. Here, here just, you know what? Let me just take Kyrie away from you. Let's yeah. see what happens. The same right. shit we were talking about a couple of episodes ago. Yep. Do the Celtics need a, a go-to second scorer yeah. that they can rely upon when Kyrie's out, or he's just having a shitty game? They, think about Brad. He's do. got that pop mentality, man. Yeah, guy reminds me so much of Greg Popovich, which is obviously a good thing. It's all a mental game, so you gotta you gotta give the other guys, you know, a reality check. Yeah. Like, stop celebrating on the bench, get in the game, exactly. and try to win us the game. Right, you know get I mean? involved. Everyone on this team has a part, and everyone's going to play their part. Yep. Everyone's going to get an opportunity. Make sure you're ready when your name's called. And you know he loved it that they lost to the Bulls. You yeah, know Stevens loved it. He was like... He was like smiling more than I've ever seen him after like, the games. He was like, so we suck tonight, right? Oh, <laughs> huh? How do we do tonight? Back to guy? reality, right, yep. fellas? Huh? So we're not as good as everyone thought we were, huh? Oh, huh? so so we're not as good, huh? Yo, after that 16 Marcus, game, how'd you do? Huh? After uh, that 16-game winning streak, Brad's like, we have not he's been like, playing like a team that won like, 16 in a row. We're not we're getting the best like, team in the NBA right now. Right. We're, 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 we're you know getting away with these wins. We're coming from behind half of these wins. I mean, we talked po- about down it. Down 18. I'm not sure we talked about 17. I'm not sure 16. we talked about it here, but like there's so many games throughout that stretch where the last big winning streak when the Celtics win, what are they won? 17 in a row, 19 in a row with the record. KG, Paul Pierce, and them. How many of those games, Paul Pierce, KG were chilling on the bench in the fourth quarter up by 30 points? About 85% the, of them. You no. didn't <laughs> never, see never. You didn't see that exactly. Never. You didn't see that this year throughout that 60 no. game winning streak. You're right. You're right. It was come from behind. It was, always, it was always like down to the wire games. Mm. Either down to the wire or they were up by like. 10. A couple of OT games mm. in there as well. Ain't that the truth. So is it time to get on? Uh, I see what you did there. Is it time for us to get on the Tice train for him to get some more burn? Especially against the Nuggets since Al Horford's going to be out. Meanwhile, in case you missed it, the Celtics don't have the best record in the NBA right now. What? That would be the Houston Rockets. <laughs> you took the word and out to of make things <laughs> To make things worse or to make things, you know, and put things in perspective, mm. Kawhi Leonard's back. Oh, boy. Mm. For the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, the NBA. Who are right on right the heels of Houston and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. The plot thickens. And the plot thickens. Houston's dun, won, what, 10, dun, 10 in a row? Come on. Dun. You know what's too bad? The Celtics are not going to face the Spurs with Kawhi Leonard. You know? Like, I feel like we were cheated out of that game on Friday night. Yeah. Even though the Celtics lost, it would have been... What a shitty way to lose. It would have been yeah. more interesting, more competitive, more, uh, I don't know... Entertaining? Entertaining to Sorry, see Kawhi I, Leonard in the mix. I you mean, mean, you didn't enjoy, you know, 40-year-old Ginobili? Oh, I did. I have no know, appetite I, for Manu Ginobili, and I never will. I hate that guy. Hey, hey, don't knock the hustle, man. No, I hate him. <laughs> Come on, man. Sorry, but Manu, if you're gonna be guys, damn near forty, he's doing this fucking thing. cerebral, bro. No, yeah, man, no. cerebral. Can't teach no. that. Yeah, man, no. can't teach that. Got, I hate that. Dude. He's got cojones. No, he does not. Yes, he does. I don't know. I don't like him. He, he does. Like- he single handedly beat the Houston Rockets. He beat James Harden. He fucking 
made him his bitch. Left-handed Pierce. Been saying that for years. In the last two games of that series last year. Left-handed Pierce. And you know he did. You guys are out of your mind. I think he did. I think Manny Not was as a, good as Pierce. He's a, he's a nice role player. But has that killer mentality. Give me the ball at the end of the he's game. He's a nice role player. This is what I do. He's a great role player. I'll give you that. What do you mean he's a role player? Great Sean, role how player. many times has he knocked down that shot throughout his career? How many great, times has he like gotten the game winner? Great career? role player. You role players don't bro, hit, he's hit one of the, game He's one winners. of the best clutch players of all time. All right. Yes. Now that we're done gussing him off, what are you going to say? I'm just saying Kawhi Leonard coming back is just going to throw a giant curveball into everything right now. Of course. Everything. I still think Kawhi's going to be the MVP of the season. I think he's going to come back and average about 30 points a game. I don't think that. But you know what? I do love Kawhi. I mean, we saw what he did in the playoffs the last way year. That happens, he though. was my call for MVP last year. Fell short, obviously. But I do well, think he has an MVP no. year somewhere in this career. You'll see that. The only, way that, the only way that happens, Sean's uh, theory. Is that a, is that should that be this episode's uh, no, conspiracy? We got, okay, we got, we got better than that. Want me to save the beat? I'll save the beat. Yeah, you we guys got to like make that, uh, you know, more every once in a while. Well, anyway, well, well, oh, let, me, let me finish my point. The only way that that happens... I don't know what the fuck Sway's trying if, to say. I know, right? <laughs> you can't just be dropping conspiracy theories every single episode. Like, if come on. San Antonio... It takes away from the magic of it. If San Antonio grabs the first seed mm-hmm. and, and Kawhi averages 30 points, that's the only way he'll... Which I think will happen. I think I think that's a legitimate thing that could happen. Because I think you're going to see Golden State sort of start getting into this resting funk. D'Antoni's teams never play a full 82 the way they play their first start of the season. Or any stretch. Yeah, I think. Uh, and anyway, D'Antoni's teams don't go far in the playoffs. We've seen this fucking movie. And, and we've seen how it ends. And there's also, again. James just, Harden doesn't have that killer mentality either. Just like we talked about Brad Stevens saying, oh, you're going to rely on Kyrie. Let's see what the fuck you guys can do. I think Pop realized, like, all right, LaMarcus Aldridge, you you have sucked. Carry the team. See what you have. See if you still got this in you, right? He has. Gave it to him, and he, and he has carried the team. So I think you have a re- rejuvenated Mar- LaMarcus Aldridge. You match him up with a Kawhi Leonard, who is the best all-around player in the NBA. That's his fucking squad. And that Spurs and they team. Got gritty, they got look, gritty look, veterans look, with fucking Gasol. Exactly, and, exactly. And Parker and Ginobili, whether you want to admit to it or not. I said he's a great role player, man. Mm-hmm. He's always been the yeah, same player. Okay, right right, right, right. The, the, but don't get it confused, though. He's a role player now. Always been. Anyways, but, what, oh, I, what, I, what I was trying to, try to say, the Spurs team is better than they were last year. First battle Hall of Famer. Rudy Gay on that team. You add Rudy Gay on that team. You now have seen uh, Anderson play really well you've seen uh DeJounte Murray turn into somebody that's a legitimate player in the NBA maybe not not no contributor contributor right yeah solid role player right just like Manu Ginobili was uh <laughs> but Stop saying uh, all, all I'm saying is all I'm saying is Ginobili this first team is better than they were last year and if Kawhi Leonard is healthy in that Western Conference Finals who knows what happens do they beat do they beat this warrior well, do they at least make it a more competitive series they're deeper. They're deeper. They're better. Kawhi's coming back. It's just all it, about Patty Mills. Everything falls into place for the Spurs. I think that's actually we got there. We got almost the whole, almost the entire episode without you singing. <laughs> I got jingles for days. I got jingles for days, man. Come on, you Dean, know. Dean, Dean, Dean. I'm saying, Jingle watch Dean out for, here. watch out for MVP Kawhi. He's about to make his run. All right. Sorry, MVP all Oladipo. Right. The Dean has spoken. I'm sorry. Yeah, stop calling me Dean on these videos, bro. It's ridiculous. My name's Sean. It's not Dean. It's Sean. Hey, I think it's the autocorrect, man. I Auto, d- autocorrect I thinks Sean's I, spelled I, one no, way. No, 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 no. That is not true. I spell my name all the time on everything, and it never autoconnects to Dean. Never once has my shit autoconnected to Dean. Let me check my phone. Never fucking once. Your phone's probably different because you probably even, have a even, name. Even his Twitter handle. No, I can says, go. Says Sheen. I can go on a random. Dean. I can go on a random ass computer right now and type Sean, and I won't even think twice about autocorrecting to Dean. Sean is a much more common name than Dean. When was the last time you fucking met a new name, Dean? 
Really? Tell me. What was the last dude? You, what last guy named Dean you met? Yeah, they didn't autocorrect me. Yeah, no, no, never fucking does. That is just that is just poor sportsmanship. What? That's what that is. iPhone was like Sean. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. What uh, about him? One of the most common names, most common way to spell it. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> what about him? What's next? Just ridiculous. I'm not Dean. All right. I'm sick of that shit. <laughs> Dean Dutra. About to go on strike, bro. Dean Dutra. If you want to call me Sean the Dean Dutra, then it's well, fine. You're making a little nickname up. But I don't, I don't want that shit. I'm not Dean. <laughs> my mom shit. my mom spent hours picking up that name, I'm sure. On that note, <laughs> this in case you missed it, it's brought to you by the CLNS mobile app. Download the best in audio, video, sports coverage online. Yeah, change my name. They check do. They do. Out. They do know how to spell. It's just check know, out Dean Dutra. Just have a problem with Dean Dutra over here. Fuck two in a row, bro. And also check out the uh, CLNS <laughs> YouTube channel. Over two. To view Dean, actually, you can actually view how it's spelled because that's how they spell it on there. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what? Maybe I said a lot. Of CLNS, stupid, baby. Maybe I said a lot of stupid shit, and then uh, the next time when they'll have it as Sean, they be like, "Oh, who's this new dude they brought in? <laughs> he looks a lot like Dean. This dude knows his shit." Is there, is there, are they, does he have a twin named Sean? Dean and Sean? Seen and Dean? Seen and Dean. <laughs> oh. Oh. Still taking the names from my kid, baby. Dean's the name, dude. <laughs> I'm just going to say dude. that. Hey, Dean Dutra. Dean Dutra. Rolls off the tongue. Double D. Nah, I can't do that. I was waiting for that. Like, yeah, I'm trying to chill with Dean, yo. Dean's yo, the man. Dean's holla. got that fire. Holla, Dean. <laughs> well, you can, you can holler at Dean fire. on Twitter. <laughs> At Sean Dutra to talk to Dean. Uh, <laughs> Yo, you ever chill with Dean's pops? <laughs> to mean good dude. peoples, bro. Good peoples. <laughs> mean Dean. Uh, you listen to that old school hip hop all the time, but he's, he's a good dude. Uh, he lets anything go on. <laughs> he's a good dude. And that is it for. In case you missed it. Got so fucked up at Dean's house the other day. <laughs> nah, I don't like that, man. Dean's definitely a party animal. I don't like that. I can't deal with that. Dean's a player. Dean's definitely definitely a player. Yeah. Nah, yo, he you just, can't trust he just, Dean. He just crushes a lot. He's not a player. Mm. Come on, man. What about Sidney uh, Dean? Yeah, that's yeah. what I think of. When that's I first it. heard Dean, I, I think of White Man Can't Jump. But his that was his last name, Sidney <laughs> Dean. Uh, there's never been a famous Dean. No, he could be the first. Well, you could be the first. I, already, <laughs> I don't know if Paul's gonna like it though. I don't no, think Paul you, like you'd it. be the first. That could be your your alter ego. You could be Dean. <laughs> your Slim Shady. Don't let Dean come out. You know, <laughs> Dean gets. If you think Sean's crazy, Dean is Wait, a mother. Dean shit. gets on the track. Fucking Dean's here. All right, my name's not Sean Nick, all right? I mean, shit. <laughs> he goes, I know. It's fucking Dean. It's like, yeah. Dean. All right, whatever. Dean's like, where's my snare? <laughs> all right. All right, until next time, folks. Make sure you follow us on all social media accounts. Oh, he almost did it. At Causeway Street. Almost finished the show Bam. without saying we gotta it. We got to get, gotta get them, them followers up. Got to get them followers up. We're, At least you don't name every single expanding. social media platform. Like you're you know, to. we're expanding them. I mean, you can hit us up on iTunes as well. No. So, you know. Yeah, definitely leave Drop a, a comment on iTunes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yes, rate us. Rate Come us. on, get some ratings in there. Please. Hook it up. If you're just fucking listening, just fucking just do it. Fucking, yeah. If you got to this point in the episode and you haven't rated us, you're a fucking asshole. Don't do it tomorrow. Do it today. It's easy, man. Not right now. You're still sitting there. It's our ratings, and we want it now. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're a true fan, you understand these references that we're doing uh, right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mr. Cordon blew himself. Big. All right, later. It's my money, and I need it now.